All right. Uh, let's call the meeting to order. Roll call. Mr. Millar. Lamar, Present. Sorry. Mr. Kabicki. Present. Ms. Hughes. Present. Uh, we'll stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, Indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay, uh, I make a motion to approve the regular uh, meeting minute, the, the signing of the meeting minutes of January 11, 2022. Do I hear a second? Second. second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, I make a motion to approve the special meeting minutes of January 25th, 2022. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. And then we go into open forum. Do we have anybody signed into open forum? Um, yes. Karen Rude? Hi. Karen, and your last name is? Rude. Just like the adjective. Like Babe Rude. <laughs> and you address <laughs> Oh, no. Rude. R-U-D-E. Yep. Rude. Rude. Okay. And, okay. and, and, and address? Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. 34 LaSanta Ridge Avenue. Okay. My neighborhood. Okay, go, Ridge Karen. traffic. Yes, ma'am. Let's hear it. <laughs> so I, I live at the intersection of Bracken Ridge and Lasanta Ridge, and every single day we have people running the stop signs there. And I know it's not just a problem for that intersection; it's a problem for all of the intersections on Lasanta Ridge and Ridgewood. So my question is: to improve the safety of our neighborhood. Could we cut off the intersection at Cedarbrook and Lasanta Ridge and Ridgewood? I don't know that anybody's going to be prepared to answer that question tonight, but I think it's an interesting question, and you're the first. Cut it off so there's no cut through through the neighborhood? Right. So I understand. have three entrances to the neighborhood Correct. instead of four. It, the fact that you brought this up is something we need to go look at and Caroline I'll let you even entertain um, looking at it as well what I think we'll all go out and take a look at it. this is the first I've heard of this being a problem we've already spoken actually we spoke by phone yes yeah I know so we, we actually talked at length about this already mm -hmm. um, and what I offered to her is uh, because we've had this brought up in a number of our other neighborhoods we initially did the speed targeted speed study and uh, in order to close a road by Ohio law, we have to go through a series of other safety measures to address what the problem is before we would be allowed to do that. And so what I offered to her, that we would start with our engineer, that we would look, uh, do what we've done on some of the other roads where we've had complaints, that we will do a speed study and a stop sign study. You recall we did that for targeted areas in 2021. I can have that study, it's in draft format, reopened to add um, the, the streets that she uh, brought up and the, the stop sign or stop signs. And then look at what the speed study engineering firm recommends there. Put those measures, if any, into place. And then if there continues to be a problem, then we would look at permanent, more permanent measures such as speed humps, speed plates or those types of things that's the second step under the law and then if those do not help address the problem we can have a um, there's a process for a road considering a road closure and it involves the police and fire 
and other emergency personnel weighing in through a public hearing process. So I offered that we would go, that I would start that process for that. We just spoke but just to be just a few to be, weeks ago. Yeah. Just to be clear, Karen, how long have you lived in the Ridgewood neighborhood for? Five and a half years. Five and a half years, okay. And I'm only saying this from, from here is that this is the first time I've heard there's that, that there's mm -hmm. there's a major problem there. So I'll certainly defer to Melissa on that, but I think first we have to define is it is it a deeper problem and then define then do we close the streets because anytime you do anything when you're in this, these positions that all of us are in, there's just as many people that will be complaining about it as yeah. will be supportive of it. So I guess the big thing is is you know, it's like I live in a neighborhood where you have some people that really complain about speeding, want police down at the bottom of the neighborhood, don't want police down at the bottom of the neighborhood, want speed bumps, don't want speed bumps. It divides neighborhoods. So I think we need to also define, is it independent, is it, is it unique to you, or is it, or is it there's a broader concern? And I, I don't know how we do that this. to her as well. I told her, I asked her if you were a member of the Ridgewood Civic Association listserv, and that, a, that we hear a lot of feedback through that listserv uh, of just informal. I had a couple of emails even just this past um, in January from a couple of people about matters in that neighborhood. Very great way to connect and hear details specifically. And then when we hear that there's a widespread concern, which we did when we were having some conversations about the sidewalk connectivity, then we know it's a broader problem. Um, not that one resident having an issue isn't a problem that we look at. Uh, we certainly have done that. But uh, I, I had my next step is I said if you will do this, I will. We will do this, mm -hmm. and then let's circle back. Yeah. I did reach out Correct. to the volunteers that you connected me with, mm -hmm. and they agreed that it's a problem. And they offered to help me petition if I have to. Well, we don't need a petition. Well, well I, I'll say this: speeding is a problem, yes. and, and, and that's not unique. It's just a matter of take it to the next level of vacating streets, closing streets, creating speed bumps, the question is what the next step is. So first we have to define how, you know, every time we hear somebody complain about a problem, is it is it a, you know, universal problem um, that everybody is passionate about and, and we need to just go better understand it. Go ahead. I, I imagine that probably has a big impact on fire mm -hmm. and EMS as well. You're talking about the speed bumps and such? No, I'm talking about that entrance to Richwood. Yeah. As far as a closure yeah. would be. That's, I'm sure that's part so of the study. We just need to define how rampant a problem it is, and we're inviting you. And by the way, the very fact that you brought this up, we're very compassionate and appreciate you bringing it up. We now need to study it and say, okay, uh, and the more information you could give us, not just in a public meeting, but share with Melissa, um, and to... to the passion you feel about it and what, 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 so that we can better define it and then continue to go. And then Chapping Engineering will do that as well. So I, because this is, it's, it's something that we, like I said, experience and this board has discussed numerous times to the point where last year we did a targeted speed study. This was not, as David said, an intersection or a street that anyone had ever brought to our attention. So it wasn't part of that study, and so that's when I offered I can I can press pause on that study before we put it into final format and move forward with the signs for the stop signs and the permanent radar speed signs. Add this area to it, and then get the recommendation back. So in terms of the details and all those types of things, that will come through what is required by again uh, Ohio law. Um, it's 
they're our roads in terms of the maintenance and repair and replacement, but they're not our roads in terms of speed limits or having them open or closed or putting, we have to follow a process through the Ohio law. And so I started that with yeah. our traffic engineer. And so in terms of getting details and all those types of things, he will collect all of that because that, that will help him make a decision about, yes, there are high speeds through here. Yes, there are problems with rolling stop sign. And then we will add that immediately <coughs> to the study and the recommendations for putting improvements there, whether it's a radar sign, uh, s signs about fines on the, on the bottom of the stop signs, all those types of things are the measures in that first step. And that can, the fortunate thing about it is that we're already months into the study already. All we have to do is say, wait, add this area. <coughs> they can go out, they will lay cords for the speeding, and then we pull from the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office uh, citation data for speed, speeding and rolling stop signs, failure to yield, failure to stop. We pull that data off the court system for the last three years, and then, and then they crunch all of that and come back and say, yes, yes can't. And Karen, I appreciate you bringing this up, mm -hmm. and certainly the Hamilton County Sheriff can help us through this too, but again, I know when people, I live in a neighborhood similar to Ridge, it's not as big, but uh, when we put a police officer down at the bottom of the hill, you had just as many people complaining about it as that were advocates of it. It's just that is what you manage and have to deal with. Yeah, it, divide, it definitely and, divides and it, neighborhoods. Yes, and, and thinking we don't want police here in, you know, so let's manage this, let's continue to communicate, mm -hmm. and let's continue to advocate for what you believe in, and, uh, and I believe you believe this, it's just a matter of just defining it and, and understanding it, and continue to communicate with Melissa, and uh, we'll get to the bottom of it, and if there's a solution and there's a problem, uh, we'll get to the bottom of all of the above. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to overreact every time somebody comes in here with, with an issue, so please understand I do hear you. I do hear you, but we just can't just every time somebody comes in and thinks this neighbor did this or this person did this or we had a speeder come through the neighborhood once or twice that we can't overreact without having some other consequences. So that said, appreciate it. Let's continue to communicate. Can I ask a question? Go ahead. When did the study conclude? It was concluded until uh, we had our call. Oh, okay. And then I, I said that I would have it um, uh, expanded to include the street, the street that you gave me, uh, the intersection that you gave me, and um, gave it to our traffic engineer, not a staff person, it's a contractor. And so they have to schedule staff to go out and put the double ropes down for the speeding part of it, and then we have to pull the data, like I mentioned earlier, from the citations to see if it is an area that has experienced um, a lot of tickets. In the interim, what we can do is, is put the portable radar sign. I mean, this was, like I said, this was a couple of weeks ago, and a week of it was the storm, so lots still to get caught up on. Um, we could put the portable radar sign there mm -hmm. um, as long as we have a location to park it safely, but we're using it in the next week, two weeks, because of a dumpster that is on a blind curve. So it would be after that. So we'll, um, I'll make a note of that. We have a portable radar sign. Is there, is there the ability to even do, and I don't mean to give tickets, but to actually, because obviously you have these speed signs that record data, is there ability to go record people that, that run through or roll through, or 
I'll say roll through, but no, that was run stop signs. Is there shut down in the courts with the cam. The whole camera law was. Oh, I don't mean down. to give tickets. I meant just to at least say, you know, we know who you. I mean, to at least deter. Is there, is there any? It was an invasion of privacy premise or something like that. I'd have to go back and read that statute. No, no, I'm, and I didn't mean to go create a fool's errand for you. So I mm -hmm. believe it. I just meant whatever there is, we'll, we'll take a look at it. So that said, any about other people with public comment? Um, yes, I had a couple of Thank you. comments. Thank you, Karen. Um, there was an email from Jay Gilbert on Kanawha Avenue, Kanawha, sorry, I knew I was going to say it wrong, um, and he writes to um, express his thanks to a snowplow operator who helped my wife and I free our car from its ice-encrusted prison last week. He said his name was Rob. He came along as we were trying everything to get out, even with his help in shovels and chains and rocking and pushing. It took about 20 minutes. We, we probably would have been there another hour without his help. Just want you to know you've got a good guy there. It's always nice. nice to hear that. Yeah. Good to hear. Rob employee. a great guy. Yeah, he's an, our new employee. Yeah. And thanks, Jay Gilbert, for saying that. Appreciate that. Then another road crew shout out. Mm -hmm. um, this is from Linnea Los of Ridgewood. Um, P.S. Road crew has been super tenacious in face of impossible odds. <laughs> wow. Linnea. Yeah. That's all. Well, thanks, Linnea. <laughs> Appreciate that. And those guys do do a super job. So, especially with this event here, that had to be one of the most <coughs> comprehensive events of just nonstop. Non-stop hitting it, so all good. Yeah. All right, uh, now we move on to the fiscal officer's okay. report with Ms. Heakin. The 2021 budget year has been closed out, and the January report is the first of the new 2020 budget year. The general fund balance is three million one hundred seventy thousand and sixty-four dollars, which is a decrease of two percent from December. Restricted funds balance is $5,188,391, a decrease of 4% from December. These funds um, total $8,358,455, which is down 2% from December. Revenues for January, $315,699. Expenses, $469,953. Year-to-date revenues are $315,699. <laughs> and expenses are $469,953. Our next semi-annual settlement of property tax revenues from the Hamilton County Auditor will occur in April. Um, our voter-approved levy revenues do not fully cover the cost of the township's public services. Our JEDZ business revenues supplement the cost of services that exceed our property tax revenues. Thanks to Columbia Township's success in attracting and supporting businesses, we are able to continue to provide residents with exceptional services at a lower cost. And after going to the Ohio Township Association conference, um, that, I, that was all reinforced by meeting other fiscal officers from other townships. We are in a really good position. and We have a really great professional board and administrator and staff. I'm very happy to report. Well, thank you for saying that. <laughs> Always nice. That includes me, too. It does. Okay. <laughs> I, think I, I didn't specifically. I'll take whatever compliments people <laughs> throw at us. It's unusual. Um, all right. Any questions about the road superintendent's report of the Mr. Frazier? I have one comment on it. You go ahead. Um, we, ha we were uh, appreciative to a neighbor on um, Ken Oak who uh, called 
around the holidays and said that it appeared that a really mature tree, that street has some really beautiful mature trees, was leaning. It was always a leaner, but it was leaning. They thought that it looked like it was leaning a little bit more. And so we asked, uh, uh, we, Dustin went out and looked at it, and then also we asked um, uh, tree company arborist to look at it as well, and they agreed that there was some lifting at the roots, probably with a lot of the saturation from rains and such. And so we immediately uh, called and had a company come out and remove it. So that's an example of uh, one of the things that when we implement the NED program, and I have that a little bit later in my report, uh, it's going to be a full assessment of all of our trees. That's and then awesome. we'll be, we, will, we will be able to identify when a tree is already in a potentially risky phase um, and go ahead as part of the NED program, have that removed, and then determine if there's an option to replace that. So this was an instance where we're reacting to, in a very swift manner, uh, a tree that potentially could uh, uproot. And there was a storm coming, not this one, but, but the prior one. There's so many, they seem to run together anymore. Uh, so really appreciate. We, we drop everything whenever there's a safety concern like this and uh, make sure that we go out and, and take care of it immediately. So we appreciate Dustin for that. Well, thank you, Dustin. Uh, that we move on to the administrator's report with Ms. Taylor. So the uh, two big stories of the day are the Bengals. Uh, but before we get to that, um, the, we had a three-way storm, a, tri a perfect trifecta. Uh, with ice and sleet and snow that left about 400,000 people without power across the um, southwest to midwest and eventually the northeast. Our crews mobilized before the storm making sure that we had a full bin of a full garage of salt as well as the trucks were chained and ready loaded and ready to go. Everything was checked, we were prepared. And then our crews began working Thursday at 5 a.m. and worked nonstop all the way Thursday, Thursday night, all the way Friday, most of Friday night, and then through Saturday morning, came back in for a check. And then after the sun started doing some melting of the very thick ice layer, came back in on Monday and went out and plowed and salted. We went through all of the salt that we had here at the building Today uh, and yesterday, uh, the crews went to our satellite salt facility and brought more salt so that we're ready for the next time. So we really appreciate uh, what they did. We had some, some tired guys in here. Um, ice, ice is very difficult, and I wanted to spend a minute or two because we did receive some calls. Ice is not only does not behave like snow, it's very dangerous. It's, and it's not only dangerous to the residents, it's dangerous to us. And the, the plows are built for snow. They are not built for ice. You cannot plow ice. You can, to a certain degree, scrape it, and then you can certainly salt it, but you cannot plow it. Uh, and then when you are able to plow it somewhat, because it starts to break up from the warmth of the sun, you end up with, oftentimes, especially when it's this thick, huge sheets of it that can flip suddenly or push into something and cause damage. So we have to be really careful. Um, Ohio law requires townships that our two priorities during a weather emergency that involves snow or whatever, the first priority is that we clear our streets for emergency equipment and vehicles. 
so the second priority is for the safety of the traveling public. We are not authorized to clear driveway aprons, and I know I personally experienced, Dustin experienced, and some people in the, in the community experienced when you're moving and some of the salt dammed up into the driveway aprons, people were having to get out or hire contractors to come out and, and do their best to clear that. I know I damaged the underside of, I have a Jeep, and I damaged the underside of my Jeep getting off my driveway into my street. I live in a different township. As of yesterday, Dustin's street in his township still had not been cleared. Uh, whereas I think Brian has, I'll leave that to you, but Brian has a video driving around showing clear streets and not clear streets. So I just wanted to share that, that our plows are large and are intended for the main streets and those plows cannot navigate those small driveway aprons and ice doesn't cooperate no matter what equipment that you have. But the guys did a lot of, we had, we had some situations where we had uh, people with disabilities who were having trouble getting uh, to a public van that would pick them up and so we did some additional hand work uh, at their driveways and so it just was a challenge for everybody it continues to be uh, my street's still not cleared I can barely walk on it and uh, I'm, I'm the only one on my street that can still get out everybody else is in a sedan and can't even navigate it and we're at Tuesday so just a really challenging firm and uh, Storm. Can I add something really quick? Please. Two things. Um, one, as we mentioned last year, as we put the um, waste and recycling levy on the ballot, that you would get the same service. And I think this is proof that you got yes. the same service, right? <laughs> same service. This was a good lower cost. test. Uh, same service, lower cost. I think they did an amazing job. I have a three and a half minute video where we beat the city. And in my neighborhood, you have to, you can't get out of my neighborhood without going to the city. And so it looks beautiful on some streets and then others it's hard to get out. And then secondly, we replaced John Servizzi with Dustin. So it's same service with um, bringing in Dustin in to replace John. And so I'm really proud of our township that we delivered on what we promised and we have the same service. And so I wanted to reiterate what you just said, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And mostly thank you to the team that worked all <laughs> yeah, these long they, hours. It's a lot of work. Uh, so the Bengals are headed to the Super Bowl. And uh, I wanted to share that we, at the staff, decided let's get into the spirit. There was a, a, a I call. I like that. That's a, fun. Okay, good, good. Well, we have Bengal Orange in our logo, it's right? Once every 30-some years. Once go every 30-something years. Who so they? there was a call out, I think, from the Greater Cincinnati Chamber or the Regional Economic Development Group that they, they wanted large corporate buildings to light up the region orange. And we said... We don't have to be larger corporate. We can get into the spirit too. We were the we got that email really early. We got it earlier than it was released to the region because of an inside track with uh, with someone at an agency. And that day, we traded the bulbs out on the front of the building to orange bulbs, and then we put orange covering over our floodlights on the memorial in the front of the building. And that night, we waited all stayed late and <laughs> waited until dusk so that you could see the orange we snapped a picture put it on Facebook and sent it out so those lights have been on every night since the week the Bengals beat the Titans through the AFC championship against Kansas City Chiefs and Don't they are on they are not coming <laughs> off they are on through this weekend so I know a lot of people are superstitious about things about what's happening with the Bengals 
in the history of Columbia Township, this building has never been lit up orange. And once we lit it up, look what happened to the Bengals. Just saying. Just undefeated. Saying. Undefeated. So we it's, get a hand That's the, the color of orange. Undefeated orange. I am writing that down. Undefeated orange. So we're more important than Joe Burrow. <laughs> I, I like that. I like the compliments. It takes a village, right? Or a township. So there you go. Okay, so quickly, uh, just a couple more things. Uh, we, uh, I have on the agenda this evening a request for you to authorize professional services from an arborist so that we can move from the planning and voting stage of NED into the let's get it done stage. So we'll talk about that a little bit uh, more when we get to the resolutions. The Little Miami Joint Fire and Rescue District reorganization is effective at midnight the last day of this month. I'll leave that to uh, Mr. Lamar during his fire reports. I want to remind everyone that we are returning to the original founding membership between Columbia Township and the Village of Fairfax. A partnership like a good marriage that has lasted decades and serves residents and business as well. We share services with Fairfax in other um, areas and we are all the better for it and so there's been a lot of work to bring us to this point there is still a lot of work to do for administration we have ahead of us a lot of accounting coordination that is going to take place between us the county auditor Little Miami and the Deer Park Silverton Fire District to make sure that revenues collected, invoices sent, bills paid all go to the right place on the right day in the right hour uh, and so um, that is um, just something to share that our what our role is going to continue to be and then the Supreme Court mediation for the reorganization just because the reorganization is effective and Gulf Manor will depart the district uh, at midnight on February 28th uh, we will stay in Supreme Court mediation until the asset allocation is successfully settled so we, we will be in that the majority of this year and then we will close that out uh, Rumkey also under the category of services Rumkey recycling has expanded to include cups paper plastic and aluminum cups and I thought it was interesting that Rumkey said it took both developing partnerships with uh, recycling facilities as well as upgrading their own technology so that they can sort out cups from all the different things uh, is what it took to, to get that and I know that recycling is important to a lot of people last year Rumpke started accepting yogurt cups and then now they're accepting drink cups and so they continue to add to what they are able to recycle which will divert more more waste under our parks paths and roads so much more you're aware that much more park we temporarily closed after a theme of the meeting storm last year and we have a, a contractor who is going to demolish the picnic structure because it is ready to fall and David I know that you uh, you approached me last week about uh, you know what are we going to do about the park and uh, it, it is on our list we have issues with um, that we have started uh, looking at we have hill slippage uh, uh, along Walton or along much more road uh, and then we have erosion along the stream bank of Walton Creek so we have two kind of major geotech issues and that we're going to look, talk to uh, our professionals at our various um, contract firms to see 
what might the cost of that stabilization be and who's responsible for it. Um, the ownership of the creek and those different types of matters and then what completely redoing that park to make it amazing could look like. So it's on our list. Uh, like with other projects including the firehouse, the schedules are just not moving. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we experience delays, disruptions and so, but we, it's, it's important, it's on our list and, and we are working on that. Um, Buckingham Place in Cambridge West at the special meeting in January, uh, you authorized me to enter into a contract with Ford Development. Uh, we did not know it when we were talking about it at the last hearing that it was that is broadcast live that the by combining those two road projects and selling them, bidding them early in the year, it came in under budget. Uh, substantially the budget the estimate was approximately about a million seven if both of them had been bid individually we, it, they came in at, uh, just under a million three so substantial savings by going out early before everybody got tied up with all the other projects uh, and also by combining the two projects which has a lot of um, savings efficiencies we put a letter out to every resident in in the neighborhoods where uh, the road projects are going to be performed, offering them to participate in uh, outreach communication with us called In the Loop. So the Cambridge project is Cambridge in the Loop and the Buckingham project is Buckingham in the Loop. And Brian Lamar was the first person to sign up for both. So you're, you're, you're on both. And uh, we're still hearing from people that they do not want to do town hall meetings. They do not want to do in-person meetings. They would prefer email communications or Zooms or just to call us and ask us questions. So until we get to the point where everyone's comfortable, maybe we get to a little bit warmer weather and we can do some things outside, do some block parties in the neighborhoods. We wanted to set up something where we give them uh, timely information on a regular basis as we are talking to the contractor so when I'm having a conversation with the contractor Dustin's having a conversation and we know there's something that would be of interest to the neighborhood including after we have a pre-construction meeting what that schedule is going to look like who are the what are the mobile phones for all the the, the um, site managers so that that uh, we have contacts in case there's something really timely so we're going to put that into motion we're calling it in the loop so and we've had quite a few people sign up for it, okay. so it's been well received. I'd love to add that sometimes people think when you're redoing a road that you're just repaving it. Mm. Reconstruction. This is, this is complete reconstruction, and it's going to be a little bit of a pain while it's happening for the residents in those streets. I live on Row, and a couple of years ago that happened to mine, and it's a little bit of a pain. But let me tell you, once it's done, it's beautiful. Beautiful new sidewalks, better drainage. Whole new world. Whole new, new trees, and it's so much better. And I know Buckingham and... Cambridge really well those both are in dire need of it and so hopefully they're patient once we start working on this and understand that it's gonna be beautiful once it's done those roads from the records that we were able to pull are, are at least or older 30 years so time for a makeover one yes. of my favorite words <laughs> so I'll close with we love our businesses uh, we received our annual check from CBT $15,000 that we typically use toward the purchase of a new police vehicle that was part of our arrangement my predecessor Mike Lemon and this trustee board uh, before I started uh, and also CBT's uh, expansion which we supported and was approved through Hamilton County begins this May and will be completed in November. Okay. 
and um, so um, that's a, a really nice partnership for a business to invest back into the community when we invested in them. That's my report. Okay. Thank you. Any questions? Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, that we move on to the economic development quarterly report that Mr. Montgomery's provided to us. Do we have any questions or comments on that? Yeah. I think this next one is April. Quarterly is April. Okay. Um, next we move on to the police report from Lieutenant Paul Neighbor. Uh, as we all experienced, we had the level one and level two snow emergency just recently. Mm -hmm. uh, just a reminder, uh, once the, the sheriff is responsible with uh, issuing snow emergencies and the level one, two, and three are the three levels of snow emergencies, if we start issuing a snow emergencies, please stay off the roads as much as you possibly can. We did a great job this past snowstorm as far as the residents are concerned, so thank you for all that and uh, the road closures uh, uh, were assisting with the road crews getting out there and doing the best they possibly could do given the circumstances. So. Okay, and just, just for clarification, because this did come up, give us what level one means, level two, and level three briefly. What's a level one emergency? Briefly, a level one is telling you that the roads are dangerous. Okay. They are dangerous to the point where there's ice on the roads and we're blowing snow, uh, making it kind of hard, starting to make it hard to see, um, and snow is starting to accumulate. Drive level more two, slowly and add, and add distance between, allow for more braking distance between you and other cars. Correct. Or stay off the roadway altogether, which is whatever you Voluntarily. Uh, level two is when it becomes uh, uh, very much a, a difficult strain for the officers to get to emergencies, for fire to get to emergencies. We're asking you to voluntarily stay off the roadways, as well as to call your employers to make sure that your employers are telling you to stay home or, or you know, continuing to work. In fact, my daughter even had a problem with that as, 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 as a parallel to that. She wanted to stay home, um, but I told her she had to go to work because her employer was telling her she had to go to work. Mm. Um, so that's basically a level two. And a level three emergency is basically blizzard conditions where it is so hard to see the roads that, uh, that you can't see but two or three feet in front of you and you could physically be arrested at that point uh, if you're out on the roads unless you have an absolute need to be out and you're an absolute and essential personnel having to get to a hospital let's say you're a nurse getting to a hospital or a doctor uh, those types of personnel or personnel maybe servicing the roadways like the road crew out there trying to clear the streets. That's the only people that should be out on a level three emergency. So just to be clear that of all of us, the only person that's essential is Melissa and, the, and our road crew. <laughs> the road right? crew. Okay. <laughs> I was here. Hi. I came in. All right. So my wife will appreciate that I'm officially non-essential. <laughs> all right. Now we move on. We could arrange for essential cards, I'm sure. I'm sure there's an app for that somewhere, right? All right, now we move on to trustees reports. Uh, anything to report? Um, I was going to report on the Little Miami Fire. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, I did miss yeah. the Little Miami That's Fire okay. District. Yes. Um, so I'll, Melissa did a good job of summarizing. February 28th, the contract um, ends for the Little Miami and Golf Manor, and you know they're working. They actually agreed to. Um, still continue that till the morning shift change. I think it's at seven in the morning. And so starting on March 1st at seven in the morning, the Ridgewood and um, the rest of the Ridge Fire District will move to Deer Park Silverton. And we anticipate no challenges there. It has been seamless really transition as far as I can tell and having conversations. And I just wanted to mention 
um, you know, kind of a thank you to the Village of Golf Manor. And we're still partners with Golf Manor. You know, they're, they're also joining the Deer Park Silverton mm-hmm. Fire District. So we're still partners with them. Um, obviously, the Village of Fairfax, we've had a, just a close partnership. Um, and then the Little Miami Fire District and Chief Sifke and Deer Park Silverton with Chief Mater have just been amazing at partnering together. You could listen to the podcast a couple months ago and you can hear the um, partnership and collaboration between them already. And so if residents in the Ridge Fire District, I don't anticipate any challenges at all. I think you'll be impressed with it. Um, we got an annual report from the Deer Park Silverton Fire District and they are very detailed in their reporting. They will take pictures of every scene they go on. They will. They are very detail-oriented. So if you are being serviced by them, I can assure you that they are being very detail-oriented and service-oriented and likely have pictures of the scene. It's really amazing. 76 you, pages. 76 pages is their annual their report. Their annual report. Chief Meter is very vigorous, thorough. And I think that the residents of Ridgewood especially will appreciate that. And we're learning from that with Little Miami as well, trying mm-hmm. to take what they're successful there, and we'll bring that over to Little Miami. So that's the really good report. That's refreshing to hear. So that's great. All right. That's awesome. And it's refreshing to hear some good, positive energy and things going on. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, now we move on to trustees reports. Anything to report? Not at this time, I don't. I can't mention like Caroline going to the um, Ohio Township Association. I mm-hmm. got to see you as well, and Melissa and Caroline and Dustin, and it was my first time attending, and it was it was really it was great to see the perspective and learn from other townships. Mm-hmm. I think there's what 1,100 something townships in Ohio, and they're all very very different. Ours is one of the more I guess urban-ish ones, even though we're rather suburban. And so learning from so many other trustees, learning from so many other administrators, and learning from the leadership of the Ohio Ta- uh, Township Association was a great learning moment for me. Um, and so I just wanted to you know, appreciate the fact that I get to go to that and learn and be a better public servant to the community. Thank you for taking the time to go, too, because I know it's a committed effort for three days to go be there. So thank you. And it's always something you grow from the experience yeah. somehow some way somewhere there's something you get out of it so appreciate that okay that we move on to communications any questions about communications we had a very active month we did multiple posts on yes. facebook yeah all kinds of great reasons you do a great job with that too by the way lauren i appreciate that well i well lauren I'm, and I'm, I'm put I'm our heads together and i appreciate <laughs> you handing it off to them all right lauren kim yeah. melissa the whole team Great. Greatest team in the world. Seriously. And I mean that. Continue to say Thank you. the fact that you've got a great dynamic board that all get along and are focused mm-hmm. to go do positive things for the community is just so refreshing. It um, makes it easier, and I want to say this because I want people to who, who don't understand the value of that. I know we've talked about that before. No uh, political drama. We have a peer community who went through a period of political turmoil, and I will tell you, you saw that experience from a trustee level. We experienced it from a staff level, and their staff, the production, the productivity, the efficiency during that period of chaos, frankly, on their board, dropped like a lead balloon. And even with the recent change with the election, they are already back on track. And so what you do as a board impacts positively or negatively what we as staff are able to do. And when you have positive 
forward-thinking, reasonable leaders. Unconflicted we, leaders. Unconflicted too. readers. <laughs> leaders. We're able as staff to be highly productive, highly focused, and create everything from the technical to, to the creative. So it is an amazing um, experience. And as I have said before, one of the reasons that I accepted this position, because in my history as a professional in economic development and administra administration, having a professional board makes all the difference in what you're able to accomplish in this seat. And by the way, a year, two years ago this meeting, you had the second reading and approved my hire. And I want to tell you, it's been an amazing two years despite COVID and it's storms been two and a lot of things. It's been two years already. You're, you're still a rookie. <laughs> At some point, I got. I need to get off probation, but yeah. we'll we'll talk about that. So I just that just popped into my head. You're so young, wise. Uh, yeah, <laughs> chemicals. So, but no, no, it's working in a, in an amazing environment and loving what you do, and it makes it so much more possible. And I want the residents and the businesses to understand. Sometimes people view their leadership, their community leadership, as silent infrastructure. It's like water or whatever. It just is there. It doesn't matter until there's a problem. But firsthand experience from communities where when they don't have that kind of leadership, no one is getting what they should be getting done done. It's um, all too all too uh, clear recent examples. One, as Brian said, as you go to these townships, and I know, Caroline, you and I have chatted a little bit about some of the things you saw in your meetings of mm -hmm. the different things that happened all over, we, we've got a pretty good hand here and it makes mm -hmm. a big difference. And Susan, certainly you historically have seen oh, drama me. and non-drama. <laughs> I was just getting ready to tell her. Yeah. We are just as pleased as you being here. Thank you. And uh, I've never regretted it. I think you're great. Thank you. So and likewise with you, Susan. Drama leads to bad decisions. So mm -hmm. that said, we'll move on. Can, can um, I add to the communications really, really quick? Of course you can. To add on to what you said, and I know that when I came on, I knew that the township was in the process of trying to improve the communications, and I think we've done a lot of things. One of them was the podcast, and I want to promote that we mm -hmm. typically That's record right. a podcast the day before this meeting, and so this is top of mind. If you're not listening, we, we shifted a little bit for a new series. It's called the Columbia Maker Series. And this is uh, promoting residents, they're kind of movers and innovators and maybe interesting people in the township. And so yesterday we interviewed two residents, both of them live in the Madison Place area. One of them is Nate Staniford, who is the manager at the Madison Place Coffee Shop, lived in the neighborhood I think about 15 years. And then the other one is Brendan Haig, who is the owner, CEO, <laughs> cook, caterer, everything at the <laughs> Bees Barbecue. Bees Barbecue is actually Madisonville near a different part of Columbia Wetzel Township actually, near that area. Um, but he rec is a recent um, resident of Columbia Township, and so I thought it was fascinating to hear their perspective and their stories, why they wanted to start small businesses, and it's really giving back to the community. They're both so community-oriented, and it was really fascinating, I think, to hear their stories. And I hope if, if you're listening to our podcast, please listen to it. If you're not, this might be an interesting one to kind of hop on. Um, it's about 15-minute interviews for each, so it's really qu quick listen. Definitely a great listen great local people and local businesses in the community so all good and if you know anybody send them to us we'll put them on the podcast <laughs> um, yeah. if you know a resident that's doing something interesting and as a it could be anybody doing anything charity work interesting person owns a small business me may, may not be aware of we'll put them on the podcast this year at some point okay and with that we move on to resolutions we'll hand it back off to 
the always factual <laughs> on point <laughs> Melissa we have four resolutions this evening two are emergency and two are first reading dispensing with the second and both involve the Community Improvement Corporation for Economic Development the first two are both professional services and the first is amending resolution 2105 2021 for professional services for general economic development assistance authorizing the administrator to enter into agreement with Hamilton County Development Company HCDC for the term of February 1st, 2022 through January 31st, 2023, dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. We annually enter into a contract with HCDC for our economic development coordination. Dustin Montgomery does a terrific job of working directly with all businesses, small and large. We have direct relationships with the majority of our large businesses, we had the chance to build relationships with many of our small businesses through our CARES grant programs, but historically Dustin has managed that, serves in a contract capacity as our staff economic development coordinator. Uh, in 2021, I asked that, and you approved that we expanded their contract because we were in the second year of the pandemic and were rolling out more programs for businesses and we needed additional assistance as well as Brian, um, I'm sorry, uh, Dustin assisted us in helping develop the NED program because they have contracts with communities all over Hamilton County and have best practices that they can pull. So they saved us a ton of money in being able to go to those resources. This year we are going to go back to the original uh, contract price and the original contract scope and uh, I didn't realize it. Uh, that when the contract rolled over that that I should have brought it forward at the last meeting so I'm going to go ahead and bring it forward as an uh, as an emergency it is a $2,250 monthly uh, which is a like I said a substantial reduction from last year's contract which worked out really good so it's nice to have bolt-on staff so to speak professional staff when you need them we pay them extra when we don't need them we go back different than bringing you know, employees permanently on board any questions all right, this is an emergency resolution passage. I've read the title of the resolution. Uh, may I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading? So moved. Second. <clears throat> Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. We've dispensed with the second reading. May I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. The resolution is adopted. May I have a motion and a second to declare an emergency? So Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Thank you. The second emergency resolution is related to our NED program and also to Much More Park. Authorizing an agreement for professional arborist and landscape design services for the Neighborhood Economic Development Program, NED, and Much More Park improvements. Authorizing the administrator to enter into an agreement with natural solutions urban forestry llc dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency as i mentioned earlier we spent a good part of last year in the planning and development phase of ned now we want to get it get her get her done i guess uh, and so we want some we want to bring in someone who has the expertise to do a full assessment and inventory of all of our existing street trees and then 
look at opportunities for new street trees to replace, make recommendations to us for everything from replacing street trees to leaving street trees but monitoring them to putting them on a removal list where we can budget out for them, all those different types of things. And then also uh, in, in my search for this contract, which I, it took two months and I had to cast a really wide net and I landed a rock star. Um, I hope you agree. I've put his credentials on here. His name is Jerry um, Frankenhoff, and he is a recently retired, nearly 20-year employee of Great Parks, and Artie is familiar with our area and familiar with the Little Miami Trail Extensions and the partnership that we had with Great Parks on that. His prior 20 years, he was an instructor at Cincinnati State Technical College, Cincinnati State now in landscape design, which are exactly the services that we need. So I'm asking for uh, your approval this evening to enter into a professional services contract with Jerry. He retired, set up his own company, and was getting ready to go out and promote his company to townships and cities, and I snagged him. So he's going to work for us, if you approve, for a specific number of hours a month, and he can start immediately. Because we have to install trees in a strict time frame in the fall, we reverse engineer the schedule. I could not afford, after I found him, Dustin and I interviewed him and set up the scope, we could not afford to lose another month waiting on a second reading. It would put our install this fall at Jeopardy, and we know we want to see the residents want to see those trees come in, so I brought this forward as an emergency reading. And this was already budgeted in Ned. This is just approval for the contract. Okay. Um, oh, Josh, what was my question? Um, almost all the neighborhoods chose trees, other than a couple. Is that correct? That's mm -hmm. correct. And then we actually are in. We we have a a voice with the neighborhoods what they right. chose, and then also a brief mention of the neighborhoods that have HOAs and the projects that they moved forward with. That's actually, there was one question today on a design feature, we're waiting on a picture. That will go out to all residents here very quickly. Majority of the neighborhoods did choose street trees, but some neighborhoods chose the designer street signs, which are beautiful as well. So we'll, we're gonna put all that out, and then uh, Jerry is has experience with community engagement, resident engagement, and social media, which was a really important part of my search. And so we're going to introduce him and uh, let him be, uh, you know, part of the face of the program and kind of our tree guy. And then have him help us with much more park as well. Sounds fantastic. Nice. you need anything from us tonight? Just need to uh, vote for the resolution passage. And All then right. I'll sign a contract. I am him. so excited about this. I'm glad right. to be. This is your thing. All right. Resolution passage so moved. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Can we Ms. do a Definitely. sorry? Can we do a, a second reading to dispense? Can we dispense with the second reading? So moved. Second. Roll call. Uh, hold on. Who 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 moved to do that? Susan. Sorry. <laughs> and David. Okay. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Resolution is adopted. May I have a motion to invoke and second to invoke the emergency clause? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kavicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Thank you. All right, thank you. I'm excited to get started with him. He has a lot of energy. 
And you, you made a good joke that you wish his name was Ned instead of Jerry. Yes. <laughs> you make that was your joke. Okay, yes. Credit. It was like, that would have been perfect, but otherwise he's, he is definitely perfect, and his credentials are incredible. And a friendly guy. We don't want someone too technical or, or dry, but to have all that under their belt. All right, the last two resolutions are both reimbursing the CIC, which is a uh, the Community Improvement Corporation that is our economic development agent. And the first is um, authorizing financial assistance to the Community Improvement Corporation of Greater Cincinnati under Ohio Revised Code 505.701 to defray expenses related to Columbia Township economic and community development projects from non-tax funds and dispensing with the second reading. So this is first reading dispensing with the second reading. These are not emergencies. Um, the Community Improvement Corporation, this one is specifically, the Community Improvement Corporation is uh, going to, uh, is working with uh, 50 West to, on approximately $400,000 of uh, improvements that have a public purpose scope. Uh, first, public restrooms accessible to the Little Miami Trail, and we're also working with Great Parks on that project and then also an event stage for community events and also for corporate events and uh, Columbia Township using non-tax funds will reimburse the CIC for a share that's just over 20% of that project uh, and then we will have the ability to uh, promote that we now have restrooms on a Columbia stop of the Little Miami Trail as well as an event stage that we can conduct uh, community development events, major national um, <coughs> uh, uh, events, because as I've mentioned before, we don't have a park. We don't have parks. We have much more park, but it's a pocket park. So we don't have parks. We don't have a recreation department. It's 50 West to a degree, and then Murray Avenue to a degree function as spaces for community gatherings and so we're, it's wonderful that the CIC has this partnership with 50 West and we can participate in this project. I didn't um, realize that was the first bathroom. Public bathrooms for the, yeah, the other the other bathrooms are down at Avoca Trailhead which is farther uh, east toward Terrace Park. When I heard about this my first question was who's going to keep them clean? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that is going to be between 50 West and Great Parks. Good question. Okay. Any questions? No, I'll just say this is a fantastic improvement for that area. Yes. And um, for the community to put an event stage right there along the path is going to be unique. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, you know, we'll leverage it and utilize it as a community. And so if you live in the community, keep an eye out for events coming this summer. So uh, I have read the title. May I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading and pass the resolution? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kavicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. All right. We're in the home stretch. Last resolution also. Uh, I'm sorry. You still need to pass it. You've just dispensed with the second. Sorry. Uh, so I'm, so. No good. Uh, may I have a motion? Sorry. We've dispensed. I'm like, she keeps us in line and you're keeping us She's moving keeping and I'm like, who, yeah. who am I going to please tonight? Okay, so. You please all of us. We have dispensed with the second reading. May have a motion and a second to pass the resolution. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kavicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. I'll see if I can do better on this, this next one. Okay. Authorizing financial assistance 
to the Community Improvement Corporation of Greater Cincinnati under Ohio Revised Code 505.701 to defray expenses related to Columbia Township economic and community development projects from non-tax funds and dispensing with the second reading. This amount of $50,000 is going toward a multi-phase improvement of Walton Creek Road. We do not own Walton Creek Road, Hamilton County Engineer does, and then there are multiple property owners along the length of it, and there are we have access issues. We have improvements planned for Walton Creek in partnership with the county that I've brought before the board before, the largest of which is adding a, an additional southbound turn lane so that the traffic does not back up as far on Walton Creek. I applied, we applied for grants, and we've received so far about $120,000 of that project. Uh, you've already given me authorization to enter into that grant agreement. I actually am going to the offices downtown this Thursday afternoon to sign that grant agreement. There are uh, several small projects that are leading up to that project, and then there are other, another, there's another project involving sidewalks that will follow the road improvement. There's a lot of moving parts to this. And to shorten the description on this one, uh, this will uh, provide for an access improvement to one of the new developments, commercial developments that is occurring on Walton Creek. And we are going to, I will bring this forward to you, I hope at the next trustee meeting, uh, make a recommendation that we have the opportunity to put a new TIF into place on the Creekside Trail apartment complex because apartments are considered commercial. We're not TIFing residential. And we will be able to put a 10-year TIF into place and capture the new value from that property being turned from one home into a commercial development, uh, three plus million dollar total value. So the piece that would uh, come into the TIF, we can then use to uh, pay back expenses that we will have for the corridor improvements coming up this year and then pay for corridor improvements including sidewalks potentially up to much more park in coming years and so I'll bring that forward to you so this is just the first step in that cash outlay that will be refunded once we have that TIF set up. Do you have any questions on that one? Nope. All right, I'm going to get this right. I'm going to follow my notes. Uh, so I have read the title. May I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. We have dispensed with the second reading. May I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Thank you. All right. I make a motion to approve the payment of bills, bank reconciliation, and financial reports. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. And I make a motion to the signing of the minutes and resolutions. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. And I make a motion to adjourn. Do I hear a second? Yes. Barely. <laughs> Let's keep going. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Adjourned. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Elliot. Thanks. Rob, the gang, all, everybody, thank you. Nice and Karen, Don't thank you for coming. Don't run away to your sign. Okay. Just tell me. <laughs> Please.